You're listening to Comedy Central. Rachel Maddow, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. <laughs> Trevor, it's great to see you. Thank you for having me. It's nice to join you in your hive from my hive. This, is, this has been an interesting experience for, for everybody in, in this world because we're doing the thing we do in a way that we don't do it. Today, we're gonna to talk about your book. And if I told people, Rachel Maddow's on with a book about a corrupt president who um, has explosive rhetoric and is extremely divisive and has used the White House for his own ends, people would be like, ah, Donald Trump. And you're like, no, you're wrong. Then they'd be like, ah, you got me, Richard Nixon. And you're like, no, you're still wrong. And then you'd be like, it's Spiro Agnew. So let me ask you this, when we talk about the book, is it good or bad that America has seen something similar to this before? I think there is a, a big piece of it that can help, which is not that Agnew was a corrupt, unbelievably corrupt sort of monster in the White House. Like, we've seen that. We know what that means. That's kind of dog, bite, dog bites man at this point. The, the part of this that needs to be told is the good guys in the story. Like, we need to tell each other heroic stories about public service and citizenship and civic responsibility right. that model good behavior. And in this case, the prosecutors and the Republican Nixon appointed U.S. attorney and the Republican Nixon appointed attorney general were all like paragons of nonpartisan responsibility. Mm -hmm. And they're the reason that Agnew never became president, which would have been a catastrophe for this country in the abstract, and especially right in the wake of Watergate, which is when it would have happened. And so right. it's the good guys that I feel like, ah, oh, that's the part, those are the guys who need to be famous. That's the part of it that, we, that could help us now. One of the lessons I'm learning right now, though, that's different, even in reading your book, is it feels like in previous times, the politics was more in the political world. You know, even with Nixon, it didn't feel like it was like in the streets the way it is now. And granted, I wasn't around for it, so I don't know if that's how I'm reading it. But this feels like it goes down to the ground, like the man on the street is involved in this level, if, if, if that makes sense. You know, it's not a political thing, it is just a thing now. And I, I, I sometimes wonder, I go, do you think we've gotten to the point now where your reality is only based on your political affiliation. And that's what I struggle with in America, because you guys just have two political parties. I'm not used to that. So here you just have, it's this or it's this, it's blue or it's red. I'm like, what about purple? What about green? They're like, no, it's blue or it's red. And so I wonder, because you're one of the people who I know thinks about this and you convey stories and people respect you, I wonder if you, if you grapple with that, that paradox that, that America is right now, where it's the United States that is no longer united because it's literally split down the middle. Yeah, and, and where we don't have an agreed upon set of facts or where yes. one yeah, side just definitely. believes that whatever the facts are, we don't care. We have alternative facts. We would rather look at things through our own lens. Those are the only lessons that we listen to. I mean, the, the thing that I think is helpful about history in that point, like in the, in the case of Agnew and in, in Bagman, is that, so like, there's this moment where Agnew goes... Uh, to a Republican women's conference in yes. Southern California. And Nixon has told him to resign. And the Justice Department has told him, you're gonna be indicted. And he knows he is like on his way out. And he goes up before this audience of like kind of rabid Republican women. And he says, I will not resign if indicted. I will not resign if indicted. And he starts screaming about the terrible, um, uh, the media and how the media can't be trusted. And the women in the audience, some of them start screaming at the reporters. I don't, I don't think they called them the enemy of the people, but it was the exact <laughs> same thing that you get like with, with Trump telling his supporters to scream at the media. And, so, and this is 1973. Some of those women at that event brought their own tape recorders 
to the event so they could record Agnew because they knew the lamestream media oh, wow. would take it all out of context. Wow. So there's been, a, there's been a thread of this through American politics that isn't new. Um, and that people, I think, who are the most sort of demagogic have, have exploited for a long time. Your show is not just the most successful it's been, but it's the most successful show. I don't even know how it's measured sometimes. They go like weekly for these people for, long story short, Rachel Maddow is number one. That's all I know. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what I would love to know from, from your perspective as somebody who is truly a giant in, in broadcasting is as Rachel Maddow, what do you think some of the tips and tricks are that liberals don't have that conservatives do have that they use really well? Because there's no denying that Fox News are really engaging and really good at convincing people of things. And now Newsmax and OAN are outflanking them on that side where now they're going, oh, you guys are liberal in that way. And it's like, no, they're not liberal. Is, is there something that, that liberals and Democrats are missing in America in learning how to communicate with people and convincing them of ideas? It's a really, really good question and one that I have thought about a lot. I was also part of this experiment where liberals tried to do AM talk radio uh, with Air America Radio for a long time. And it was at that point, AM talk radio was basically in a foreign language or sports or church or Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> like that was that was it. And so the idea that you'd like, you know, tune in to hear somebody wax poetic about the Voting Rights Act, like it was just and it didn't work. You know, uh, right. we, we tried and it didn't work. Um, and so I have thought about this a lot. I do think that there is something that is a little bit magic about the right wing media, which is that, that the left wing media will never do. And that I think liberals and centrists will never do, which is that they tell their audience, you can trust no one other than me. There are no facts uh, other than those that I am giving to you. Uh, if, and, and you actually see that right now with the president trying to discipline Fox News, saying, yes. oh, Fox News is now giving you fake news, yes. too. You have to go to the more pure like that, that willingness to hive off what you're offering from everybody else, that's, I will never develop that muscle. You know, my show will always be the Washington Post just reported this and the Associated Press just reported this and Fox News right, just reported right, right. this. I, I and, trust other sources other than myself. Yes. I believe in journalism. I believe in the fact-based world. And so therefore I'll never tell you to shut it off and only listen to me. And the, the right has the opposite view of that. And that explains why they've locked up so much of their own market. But I think it also explains why they don't speak to the whole country. They only speak to people who they've already convinced to turn off everything else. If there was a way to do like a, uh, you know, like those, you know, what are those shows called in America? It's like wife swap, spouse swap type things. Would you ever do like a, a week or something on Fox and talk to their viewers? Do you think you could convince any of their viewers of a different reality? I, Jesus, uh, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, could I like wear a latex face of another person? So I <laughs> no, hold their that's what I want to know. As Rachel seconds? Maddow, do you think you could talk to them and say to them, hey, I know you don't like me, but let me lay out my case. And, and like, do you think you would be able to do that? I, I, you are not going to believe me when I say this, but I sort of feel like I do that every night in what I'm doing anyway. Like, I don't, ass I don't assume that my audience already thinks all the same things that, I do or that has right, right. Same perspective on it. So I feel like I'm always trying to convince people who don't otherwise come from the same perspective that I come from, that what I'm saying is something to offer. Like, here are the facts. Here's my take on it. Uh -huh. Here's 
I may be wrong. Here's an expert who can tell me if I'm wrong. Here's, you know, you make of this what you will. And so I sort of feel like I'm approaching that anyway. The thing, the reason this is hard to imagine is because I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to imagine like the moment of walking into the Fox studios and the Fox executives being like, really? Is this person going to sell erectile dysfunction pills to our audience tonight? Really? I this might not work. But you know, maybe anything's ratings possible. Ratings, you, 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 you never know. And if there's anyone who can be uh, as convincing uh, in the opposite way to the people on Fox, I think it could be Rachel Maddow. Um, I know you got to get ready for your show. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for writing an amazing book. I wish everyone wrote books like this about history because I like most of history is boring to read unless it's written well. So congratulations on an amazing story. I hope everybody goes out and get goes out and gets it. And uh, I hope to see you again in person soon. Trevor, thank you so much. You're great, my friend. Thank Rachel you, Rachel Maddow. I appreciate you. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.